Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Save Our Planet podcast. Today I'm coming back to you with a bit of a conversation starter and a little bit of a talking point. And today we're talking about gas cooktops. Now, 38% of Australian households have a gas cooktop or furnace or hot water system in their home. But it's only recently that we are starting to find out that the detrimental both health and environmental impacts of these cooktops. So let's get into this episode. So once the gold standard in home cooking, gas stovetops have recently come under fire. So not only for their safety, but also for their environmental impact. Today, I'm chatting with Yanai from Stanford University. So explain to me a little bit about this, because I feel like everybody is like the creme de la creme of cooking is always gas. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love cooking with gas. Explain to me why you're about to break our hearts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good question. So zooming back a little bit from the stove specifically to talk about gas in general. Gas is a kind of fossil fuel, just like petrol or diesel, and it's composed mostly of the gas methane. Methane itself is a greenhouse gas that is more than 80 times more potent than carbon dioxide, if you measure this over a 20-year time interval. And when methane is burned, it produces uh, many different byproducts. Chief among them is carbon dioxide, which we're worried from a climate perspective, but also carbon monoxide, formaldehyde, and nitrogen dioxide, which we're worried about because of our health. So we can talk about the health effects, but focusing a little bit on climate first, methane and CO2 are, are problematic for climate. And in particular, one of the issues with using gas in things like stoves and other household appliances like furnaces and water heaters is that we have found in our research and in other research that just having gas appliances there means methane can be leaking 24-7. And because methane is such a potent greenhouse gas, you don't actually have to leak all that much for it to be a big problem. And so, for instance, even though, you know, gas stoves don't use a whole lot of, of gas relative to other household appliances, just having a gas stove causes significant additional methane emissions. And in this study, you also mentioned the health impacts of having gas cooktops. Can you explain those as well, please? When gas burns, it produces many compounds that are known to be hazardous for human health. One is nitrogen dioxide, which is a respiratory irritant and has been linked to asthma. And independent studies in both the US and Australia have attributed about 12% of childhood asthma to this pollutant. Gas stoves also emit carbon monoxide, which in really high concentrations that are rarely seen can, can be lethal, but is also potentially harmful in much lower chronic concentrations that we often observe resulting from gas stoves. So we're pretty much just like chomping on that as our entree before our main meal. Pretty much, yeah. No, it's it's been doing this research has been very eye-opening for me 
I'm a gas backpacking stove indoors, right? Or in a tent or in an enclosed area. And there are all these warnings on there. And so, you know, it hit me at one point, like, wait, <laughs> we're, we're doing that every day by using a gas stove indoors. It's fascinating. And I feel like it's one of those things like, looking back on it, it's so ridiculous. Like I'm like, oh, well, like the range hood or like the, I don't know, the furnace, like it's, it's so noisy. So I don't want to put it on all the time when I'm cooking, if I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it's just like, where is that gas going? And we're just absorbing it. So what kind of put it into layman's terms, the actual impact that the gas stove tops are having, because I was reading a couple of, I was, like I was doing my research before this conversation. And it was saying that kind of Using gas cooktops in the U.S. is the equivalent of adding 500,000 cars to the road each year, which is just ridiculous and just so astounding. So what should we be doing? Yeah, so that is that's I don't know the the Australian equivalent off the top of my head, but it's it's probably something, you know, in terms of population ratio similar because the percentage of households in Australia that use gas for cooking is similar to the U.S., so there, there are a lot of things that we can be doing both to decrease health effects and uh, climate effects of gas stoves and other gas appliances. Most immediately, if you have a gas stove and you can't immediately replace it with an electric like induction stove, for instance, you can, from a health perspective, just try to increase ventilation whenever you can, you know, open windows, make sure you always use the vent hood, especially if it's a clear day outside and there isn't, say, a lot of smoke outside, in which case it's not the best idea to open windows. But there are also ways you can electrify your cooking step by step. For instance, you can get relatively inexpensive induction hobs that plug into an ordinary outlet and get electric hot water kettles or a crock pot, things that just decrease your reliance on the gas stove without making the switch altogether. Ultimately, though, you know, all these mitigation things lead to eliminating the source altogether. And so certainly from a health perspective and also from a climate perspective, ultimately it does make sense to get rid of that gas stove source. Yeah, I'm just thinking and nodding along here as I look into my kitchen with the gas stove cooktop that unfortunately I won't be able to replace as a renter. And it's something that I love those points about reducing your reliance on it. And maybe it's kind of like cooking only when you need to or cooking a batch at once so that you're not kind of cooking for a longer period of time there. So when it comes to, yeah, like other ways that we can be doing things and other ways that we can be taking action, what would you recommend? Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm on the science side. I'm not, I'm not a policy person, so I I can't sort of prescribe any kind of policies, but certainly from the personal perspective, I also am a renter and so don't have a lot of latitude over switching out gas appliances in my house, although I I happen to have an electric stove, which I'm increasingly glad about as I do more of this research. But certainly from an individual point of view, if you're in the position, you know, financially and and being a a homeowner, for instance, to do so, from a climate perspective and from a health perspective, it makes sense to electrify your home as much as possible. So the gas stove has a large health impact, a slightly smaller, smaller climate impact than other gas appliances. So replacing that with an induction stove would be one step. And then if you're in the position to do so, replacing furnaces and water heaters with heat pumps, for instance, reduces their climate impact, especially, you know, as the grid cleans up and as electricity becomes more and more renewable, then you can have, you know, the same heat pump will sort of get greener over time as the grid cleans up as well. And then just one more thing for you. So 
I'm not sure if this is just like another greenwashing ploy, but when we are choosing our gas providers and our energy providers, is choosing something like a natural gas any better for both the planet and our health as well? Are you asking natural gas versus what? Well, like, I don't know, when you're choosing your gas provider or your energy providers, I feel like there's always that option for like a natural gas, but I don't actually ever see the, like the ugly gas. <laughs> natural gas and gas are the same thing. They're, they're both fossil fuels. They are mostly methane. They come from the ground, the same place that petroleum and all the other stuff, all the, you know, coal comes from. Chemically, they're, they're much more similar to, to petroleum than to coal. So there's no, yeah, there's no sort of difference in terms of sustainability between say natural gas or the gas. The term natural, as I understand it, is was originally used to distinguish it from gasified coal or town gas, because gasified coal had to be processed, whereas natural gas came straight out of the ground. But that was a, that's a very old term. Wow. Gosh, I'm learning something new every day. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and talking with us all about gas. I'm going to be going away and I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but I'll be eating a lot of cold food from now on. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 